Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. We are on the first Dig a Bit for the month of December. It's a little bit late. And um, as are many of the things that I'm trying to, to accomplish this month, we're doing fun things this month, but we're doing a lot of things this month. And I know that you are, many of you are busier than I am, but we are going to catch up. We have a late podcast this month. I believe it's uh, maybe something like the 9th of January. The first is the second Tuesday in the month of January. That, that would be the 9th because the second is on a Tuesday, and then we'll have the podcast for December on January 9th. So I hope that you are in the study, as I am, and I hope that you will participate when we come to the big podcast on the 9th of January. You are incredibly encouraging to me as I watch you go about through the holidays and all throughout the year doing good things for each other and for those who need you in your congregations and communities. I am simply amazed. But you know what? The Word does that to women. The Word makes us better fit for service and better fit for the kingdom, and it readies us for heaven. So I am thankful so thankful for you and the many ways that you encourage me. We're going to uh, dig right in this morning to um, 1 John. And as you remember, you were reading through the book of 1 John and finding 50 phrases. And then you were going to read those aloud and drink in the victory. The um, parenthetical phrase there that says, I understand why the women were dancing and singing about David. But we have an ultimately greater and infinitely and ultimately greater conqueror in Jesus Christ. I wanted us to look at one of those phrases. It's the phrase continue to believe. And it is found in some versions. The word continue is actually added by the translators there in some versions. But let's look at 1 John 5. And let's look at the context of verse 13. We'll begin in 12. He who has the Son has life, and he who has not the Son of God has not life. Verse 13 is our verse of interest here. These things have I written to you who believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Well, that's an interesting phraseology there in some translations because the verse begins with, I'm writing these things to you who believe on the name of the Son of God. And it ends with, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. What is belief in this passage? Is it mental assent or is it a commitment that demands obedience? Well, I just want to take just a minute in this passage And because of its phraseology, talk about the fact that this belief has to be more than a mental acknowledgement that Jesus is the Son of God. Let's read it once more. These things have I written unto you who believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. It seems at first repetitive, but when we look at that passage, we really can see 
that um, one of the purposes, likely, of the Holy Spirit here is to make us understand that our first mental ascent is not all there is to believing in the name of the Son of God. So the first thing that I'd like to do is just look at this passage and read it over and over from various translations. The English Standard Version says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. The King James Version reads, These things have I written unto you who believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. The New American Standard Bible says, These things have I written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. The NIV says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. The NKJV the, past, the one that we are generally using here says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. The New Living Translation says, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. American Standard Version says, These things have I written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life, even to you who believe on the name of the Son of God. I'll go ahead and read uh, maybe one more. Let's read the Revised Standard Version. I write this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Well, more importantly, when we study this passage, we study the words that are written in Greek. So these things have I written to you who believe, and that word believe is a Greek word that means to have faith in, to, by implication, to entrust one's spiritual well-being to, to commit to trust, to believe, to commit unto, to be committed to, to be put in trust with, to think to be true, to be persuaded of, to credit, to place confidence in, and the full definition then gives us, in a moral or religious reference, is used in the New Testament of the conviction and trust to which a man is impelled by a certain inner and higher prerogative and law of the soul. To trust in Jesus or God as able to aid either in obtaining or in doing something, saving faith. And then sometimes it is used in the mere acknowledgement of some fact or event, intellectual faith, to entrust a thing to one, his fidelity, to be entrusted with a thing. So as we look at that definition of believe, we do see that it can be a mental acknowledgement in its usage in a verse, but it can also mean a, an entrusting with commitment, a conviction that makes us entrust something to God and commit to God. So if we look at this verse and we go on and we've defined belief now, and it says, these things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And many versions, translations say, and that you may... New King James, continue 
to believe in the name of the Son of God. Well, that last phrase there, that you may know that you have eternal life, involves a commitment, a conviction, and especially for those who have added, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Well, that second reference to belief in the name of the Son of God was left out in some of the translations, but that second reference to belief in the name of the Son of God is talking about um, there much more than mental assent. It has to be because you gave at least the mental assent in the first part of the verse. These things have I written to who? To those who believe in the name of the Son of God, those who have been convicted that Jesus is God's Son. Is that is that all? Well, then it goes on to say, so that you may know that you have eternal life and so that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Well, what is that continuance? And I understand that the word continue there was added by the translators, but not all of that was added by translators, that you may continue to do what? That you may believe. Well, that's a repetition of what the first belief in the passage stated. It's a continuing, it's something after the mental ascent. At least we have to say that about the passage. Here's what Wayne Jackson says. John has written this document so that Christians might know that they have eternal life. If one cannot know that, the apostle was writing in vain. The sum of what is required in becoming a Christian is expressed by the phrase, believe on the name of the Son of God. The term believe embraces such matters as confession of faith, repentance, and immersion in water. It does not exclude them. This latter conclusion, advocated by so many sectarians, is inexcusable. The apostle argues then, after he says that you may continue in believing, he goes on and argues then for boldness in prayer and for confidence that prayers will be answered when such are according to his will. That's the provision that many ignore. Even in the context, it clearly is saying that after we give our assent, our, we state our conviction that Jesus is the Son of God, we're going to go on and do some things. And he talks about praying according to his will. We are going to be living, praying, working according to his will. So that repetition there is, I believe, important. These things have I written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. If that was all the verse said, we might think that it is mental ascent. But it goes on to say, at least it goes on to say, so that you may know that you have eternal life. And then he continues to tell us that we have confidence in doing things, in obedience, specifically here, obedient prayer. I just wanted to talk about there the importance of understanding that it is pretty preposterous to um, to submit to those around us that 
1 John 5.13 could be talking about an assurance of salvation when our belief is limited to an assent that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I heard someone say in a class recently that all those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that the Bible is His Word are Christians and thus are saved. I want to say emphatically that I do not believe that. And I do not believe that this passage in any way teaches that. In fact, I believe that it is a refutation of it. Those of us who have assurance in salvation, and that's not in any boastful way. It's because we were extremely hopeless and needy in the sight of God and depended on the blood of Christ and are obedient to the will of Christ to the very best of our ability. Those of us who have that hope are those who have committed, not just assented, not just um, given our assent that Jesus is God's Son, but we have given our lives to observing His will because He is the sovereign Son of God. I hope that you have a great day.